when somebody's looking for a particular house in a particular location, they're already sold and they just want that house because that's down the street from their mom's house or whatever reason in their head is they're already pre-sold. So if you can kind of set the tone on pre-selling people because you're creating a brand for the neighborhood and give that little celebrity status to yourself, it helps sell. Best ever listeners, do you want to make more money on your real estate projects? Well, I'm guessing that I'm hearing you say, oh yeah, baby. (laughs) Well, guess what, my friends? Today's best ever sponsor, Fund That Flip, is working with well, one of our previous best ever guests who has the most po- one of the most popular episodes, Jay Scott. If you aren't familiar with this episode, then go check that out, episode 217. If you are, because you're a loyal best ever listener, then you know that he knows how the heck to both analyze deals, especially flips, how to optimize the profits on those flips, and how to look at the market. Because of that, Fund That Flip, today's sponsor, has worked with him and put together a guide that is the seven tips to increase your real estate profits in today's market. Go check that out. Go get that guide. I've read through it myself. I've learned a lot of things from it, from how to analyze the market cycles, as well as how to optimize profits and not lose money or mitigate your risk for losing money on your deals. Go check it out. Fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's F-U-N-D-T-H-A-T-F-L-I-P.com forward slash best ever. You're going to learn the tools to better understand your local market and position your business for success. You're going to know how to analyze the real estate cycle and how to use short-term investing to capitalize on the market cycle and seven concrete actionable tips to make more money on your deals. Fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's lar- largest, it might be the largest podcast, but it's definitely the longest running real estate podcast in the world that's daily. And I am really glad that we're going to keep up the momentum and talking to a marketing and event expert, Louis Lavella. How you doing, Louis? I'm fantastic. I really appreciate you having me on the show and congrats on all the continued success. Yeah, thanks a lot, my friend. And really excited about getting into this because Louie is the president of Lavella Nightlife Marketing and Events. He's got 20 plus years of experience in nightlife consulting and production experience with national TV and feature film projects. He is the author of a best-selling book on the art of nightclub marketing and bar marketing. He's based in Toronto, Canada, and you can say hi to him at his name, louislavella.com, and you can just click the link in the show notes page. So today is Skill Set Sunday. So first off, best ever listeners, hope you're having a wonderful Sunday. And with Skill Set Sunday, we talk about a specific skill that you can apply towards your real estate endeavors. And today what we're going to talk about with Louie, because of his background, is how to make your next open house, if you're a real estate agent, or also if you have any type of event, period, there's going to be some tips that Louie gives that can be applied to an event or an open house. How to make that open house like a freaking rock concert <laughs> and, and just have the anticipation being built and then delivering on the experience when you're there 
and having the right type of follow-through afterwards. So with that being said, Louis, before we get into that, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Absolutely. Once again, thank you for having me on and hello to all the listeners out there. Thank you so much for listening. This is going to be a fun one. Absolutely. So like you mentioned, 20 years experience in the entertainment industry. I started off in the corporate world doing marketing for some pretty large companies uh, flying all over North America and just always had that bug to be in the entertainment industry, music in particular. But I did venture into television for a little while music tv sort of like an mtv channel interviewing so many famous people running events with them gave lady gaga her first tv interview which was great when she just got signed to interscope so got to meet a lot of people in industry and i always had that bug to stay in and and kind of conquer for myself at least the entertainment industry so 20 years have gone by done everything from the nightclub promoter on the street handing out flyers to running my own concerts and now recently working with uh, some fairly decent brands and celebrities and large-scale festivals as well, 20, 30,000 people a day. But the cool part is, still a humble guy and can see some of the really amazing digital marketing techniques and strategies that work in entertainment and how they could translate over to every industry. And one of the great reasons why I'm happy that uh, we connected here as well, because so many of those entertainment industry tools can be used anywhere, including in real estate. So been at it for a while, love the industry, built a great lifestyle around it and excited to be here today. Yeah, me too. And I'm chomping at the bit to hear about how to use <laughs> these entertainment tools in real estate and real estate investing. So let's use that specific scenario of real estate agent has an open house. How does that real estate agent make it like a rock concert? Well, I think one of the first things I usually do with any client, including if it's going to be a festival, a brand, and, and if, if a real estate agent came to me and said, we're going to have an open house X amount of weeks from now or this Sunday, how do we make it connect? The first thing I like to do is really sit down with them and say, let's think about who your target audience is. And we've probably heard this over and over again from all kinds of different marketers, but it really proves true for every industry, including real estate and including entertainment, including if you're a celebrity or if you're having an open house, who is that target audience gonna be? Because once you can understand exactly who that is, you can start to develop what kind of event it's gonna be, including an open house, and how you're gonna target them. So the old school way of thinking is, uh, let's say for real estate, and I'm not a real estate agent, so I'm gonna come from the consumer side. Someone is obviously has a listing, you're gonna have an open house on a Sunday, Day. There's going to be either signs with some balloons and maybe a listing in the newspaper. And that's kind of the generic old school way of thinking. You cast a wide net and, you, and when the people come in, you, you treat them well, you might have some cookies, you, you talk nice, you try to make a sale. But when I'm going to put a layer of entertainment over top of it and we start to realize who the target audience is, you can start to use a lot of pre-branding on social media, which could be free. You don't even have to pay for it. You could, if, and we can get into this in a little bit, but you could do a lot of pre-branding on the atmosphere and style of the house, where the location is, the neighborhood. And if you can become an expert in that and you can portray what the house, the location, the neighborhood, the people around it is, that's a lot of pre-branding that's going to help go a long way when people already come in and they're already maybe more than half sold before they even get to the open house. And then all you need to do is when they come in, obviously putting on a nice showing, the house is staged, things like that, which is what real estate agents know how to do anyways. You put this extra layer on top of and knowing your audience and it really starts to connect with the people. Your selling is half done, right? You just have to start to connect the dots if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. How do you half sell? Uh, and you said build anticipation and be focused on the location, neighborhood, but 
Can you get more specific on how that's applied? How do you actually do that? Yeah, and, and this actually goes into uh, probably a second topic here on branding yourself as the best real estate agent in the area. When you become the brand expert of your city or your town or your region, you want to make sure your social, and I'm talking about social media again here because he's a big player at all marketing. You know, you want to do a lot of posts and, and, and a lot of events that you are being a part of making sure that the people who are watching what you do looks at you as the expert and the authority in the area. Not just, again, old school mentality, and it still works to a degree. I've sold X amount of houses. I'm number one in the area. But so many of them get certain number status. You know, I'm number one in my group, number one in my brokerage, or I sold, you know, for over asking, things like that. So what makes you different? Do you know what I mean? So when you're going around town and, and you're starting to portray the schools and what they're about, oh, this is a local Ribfest event here, and you are the expert in that area, people will just trust you as an authority. So when a listing comes up and you're having the open house, not only do people want to come see you and talk to you about the neighborhood in the area, kind of as a mini celebrity because you've pre-built the brand for yourself, but now you're starting to utilize that listing as well if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And people who are coming there want to come see the house because of you. You are the brand. People used to come up with great slogans for their signs, right? And push that. But that's sort of that. Uh, and I keep saying old school mentality because the world is so much more available to us with digital marketing now. You can really create yourself as a large brand. And that's kind of how the entertainment industry works. You know, there's tons of songs out there which are garbage and still get on the radio and do very well because they're creating a brand for themselves. You know what I mean? There's stories. That's why you have beefs and you have stories and you have this and that. It's creating a lot of brand awareness and a lot of that Hollywood sizzle. You know, we could take some of those tips and bring them over to any industry, including real estate. And I think when you're considering, you know, what do I do with my Facebook page? Do I use things like Snapchat and Periscope and, and all, Instagram? But what do I say on it? And that's kind of the most important thing that people kind of forget to look at or think about. What do I say on it? So going back to the original question of the open house, when you're pre-branding the house itself, you know, you want to talk about the neighborhood. You know, there's a park X amount of feet away, or and it could be something that you do with your photo shoot, you know, kids in, in the splash pad that's really low, you know, close by, because you know your audience and you know that's perfect for them. That's how you're connecting the, the right family to the right house. Or if it's a condo and right around the corner, there's a Whole Foods and a gym down in the building. And you don't just want to list it. You know, we're doing kind of half of the step right now, or, you know, real estate agents are by listing all the great things. But if you're really branding it well on social media, you're giving them that visual experience as well. People really connect to that nowadays and it really helps sell the house quickly. What if you don't have a presence on social media? I would say make sure you obviously start one and start to build one. But when we talk about some advertising, you know, social media ads are fairly inexpensive compared to any other advertising out there. A lot of real estate agents obviously spend in the local newspaper, the real estate magazines, things like that, which still work to a degree. But you're going to find that if you're building your content on social, on digital, which is where all the eyeballs are, I always like to say you got to play in the sandbox where everybody else is playing. And that's kind of where everybody is right now you're going to want to start to build that audience and that content. So if you're going to do some ads, you can target people. I think a lot of people can quickly Google Facebook targeting, Instagram targeting, and realize that you can create a, a series of posts, the local splash pad, the, the gym across the street, the bus stop X amount of feet away, whatever you think that your target audience is going to want to see, and start to target local families of a certain wealth and up or people who are you know recently engaged that might want a condominium things like that you, you can create a Facebook page get those posts out there and even though you have two fans 
you could still target 10,000, 20,000 people for dollars. So, and you could start to build your audience with a little bit of money, even though you don't have one yet. But I think it's important to start to look at that as a really important and viable option in marketing. From a high level, I want to make sure I'm tracking the process. One is you identify who your target audience is. Two is you build anticipation through pre-branding, which is usually heavily focused on digital and, and social media marketing. And three is once they're there, you deliver on the experience that you've been promoting. Is that basically the three steps? Absolutely. And like you mentioned, when they do get to the doorstep and they come in, you as a salesperson and the product itself, whatever it's a house, a condo, whatever it is, is obviously staged and in, in, in everybody's a professional pretty much at that and how to sell it from there. But if you can pre-brand and you can get people excited about the experience, they're already kind of half sold in their mind. I mean, it's probably easier to, and, and you guys would know better than me, but I can just assume when somebody's looking for a particular house in a particular location, they're already sold. Do you know what I mean? And they just want that house because that's down the street from their mom's house or whatever reason in their head is, they're already pre-sold. So if you can kind of set the tone on pre-selling people because you're creating a brand for the neighborhood, the house itself, you as a real estate agent, and give that little celebrity status to yourself, it helps sell. And when they come in and they see the product there, it's staged well, you and your team are there and, and you're treating the people nice, it just gets easier to put them into a closed situation and get some offers through the door. Can you talk about a case study where you take us through this three-step process to identify your target audience, build anticipation, and then deliver or over-deliver on the experience once they're there? Absolutely. I'll give a story that has to do with my particular industry, a recent festival. This is the second year in. The first year in, I came on board very late in the game, probably a month before their actual event. And it did very well, about 10,000 people, but there were hiccups. What there event? Uh, it's called Ever After in, in Ontario. It's an electronic music festival. Oh, so yeah, yeah. They're all yeah. over. There's a documentary There's, on Netflix about that. Yeah, they're, they're popping up everywhere, and the competition's really heating up. But uh, DJs are making a killing. <laughs> but uh, we'll see how long that lasts for them, right? Um, but as, as we got into the second year, now, now that I had some control over the marketing and the branding and the social media in particular as well for the entire year, I started to create an atmosphere of not just being a concert, like you just mentioned, there was a lot of competition. Same with houses. There's a lot of competition out there sometimes. So I started to pre-brand with, we had camping, we have a water park. Like there's different things that was different about our particular festival that wasn't just we have the same high-end DJs that the other guys last year had that they don't want. So we got them now and our guys, you know what I mean? Our, like we're just rotating these big names. Yep. So I was creating Instagram posts that was very touchy-feely, nice camping scenario with a group of friends and, you know, water park, a fun person down the slide. But I was doing that for the entire year. Not only that, I created a specific voice for the festival. So the way I interacted with people when they had questions and the way we were very fun-loving and it was like one big friendly family, we pre-branded that whole festival. So when festival time came up, not only did tickets sell very well and we tripled our, our tickets, but... Any hiccups that happened as well were taken with a little bit of love. Something that we would have been hammered on before, like wristbands not working properly, our credit card terminal maybe had a hiccup for a little bit. They were still there to support us because we pre-branded. Do you know what I mean? And we, mm. we, we pre-sold the atmosphere that, you know, we're one of you guys. And we're trying to put on a fantastic event. This is the brand we want to put forth. And so we didn't just post for a festival, it'd be crazy to post a week before. But, you know, as an example for real estate, if you're going to post, we're having an open house this Sunday, you only have so many days to create a brand. 
or create an atmosphere or create a love for the neighborhood or the house. Now, unless you're the kind of person that has, like we mentioned before, built up yourself as the expert and authority in that area, then when the things you're posting, people are just looking to you because you're the neighborhood guy. Do you know what I mean? When you're starting out at the beginning and a lot of people are still jumping into social media and they're just posting, let's say, the listing itself and they're letting it go. Yes, they're creating a little bit of awareness, but that's not really how social media works. You're not really engaging well. You're not giving them the experience or, or the love or yourself as an authority. You're just posting a listing. You're treating it as a real estate magazine, which they can go look at, or M the MLSs or the Realtor.coms. They're going to go look and do their research anyways. If you're just posting a listing, sure, do it, but you're not really giving anything to anybody. Do you know what I mean? When you're starting to create an atmosphere of the neighborhood and, and these are the particular houses in that, you want to be a part of this neighborhood or a part of this condo complex or whatever it is, you're creating a brand that people want to be attached to. And once they start to love that, again, the offers can come in strong. And when you found the house you love, you will start to bid past the actual listing price because you want that house and maybe nothing's going to stop you, right? There's yeah. a way you can pre-build that. Yeah. What I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on is if it's leaving the scenario of open house, but now entering into a new scenario where if you have an investment opportunity, say you're raising money mm -hmm. and my business is I buy apartment buildings with investors and we share in the profit. So I, I work with investors a lot on deals that I'm doing. How would you create an atmosphere like that on something as serious as not losing money first and foremost and then making money on an investment. If you're the one that's going to be basically holding hands with other investors, other people that want to buy apartment buildings, things like that, again, you're going to build yourself as an authority. You in particular are doing a great job with your website and, and your podcast, things like that, as the go-to guy to talk to as an expert. So someone who's, who's local, that's going to be someone who's going to be helping to broker these deals, things like that. Again, you want to do something similar where you're talking about rental complex, maybe it's a 12 unit uh, complex and, and you want to talk a little bit about the neighborhood again and how it's great and how the renters get that high dollar. But you want to now portray yourself as an expert. So that someone who's coming in using a lot of their own money to invest, they know they can trust you as being somebody who's not just throwing units in front of people trying to get a dollar in, but you're an expert and you're going to be taking care of them. So you might be someone on Facebook and, and have a blog. Uh, in, or a podcast that's talking about how to invest in real estate, what to look for. Do you know what I mean? Those kind of ideas. Again, you're creating yourself as an authority so somebody can come to you and ask the questions knowing you're going to have the answers or at least look for them or know where to look for them. And at least they can trust you when they're putting their money down in, in what they want to invest in. Then, of course, when you're talking about a particular unit or set of units themselves, you can go back into that branding idea where the neighborhood is this, this attracts a certain clientele or renters or, or whatever you want to call it. If it's commercial real estate, it's, it's, it's a high traffic area. You can start building that branding up in, in those scenarios as well. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely applicable across whatever you're focused on. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you wanted to mention as it relates to delivering on an event experience? You know, I would say definitely dig in and think outside of the box and all these digital tools. And, and, you know, a quick example could be 
using the Google Street View app and creating a 360-degree video. And that could be at the local park or splash pad if you're creating awareness of the neighborhood. It could be creating your own virtual open house. I know there are services out there that come in and they do these kind of things, but sometimes you can do it quickly on the fly and get houses moving fast. You know, use these technologies and put them out there. People on Facebook, it'll pop up and maybe they can feel like they're they're in the room or they're in the park because they can move around. You know, and that's just one new tool. There's tons of tools out there. There, there could be the use of Facebook Live, you know, and you want to walk through and give a virtual open house again, you know, and that's something that comes directly off social media. Things on top of the traditional ways of hiring the photographers to come in and do their work, which, you know, you want them to do because they have very good professional photography. But try and utilize some of these other things to brand yourself and to be the authority and also try and get some extra eyeballs on the house or the units you're trying to sell. Mm, I love it. Well, what is the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? They can definitely find me all over social media, obviously, uh, <laughs> and, and including uh, my website. I have uh, a very small podcast as well with a couple of two to five minute uh, bites on ideas. They can find that on my website too or social. And again, uh, all of them are louislavella.com or at louislavella on social media. So anywhere there, definitely feel free to reach out, ask questions, even if it doesn't pertain to nightlife or entertainment. I love to try and find a way to bridge nightlife and music and entertainment to any industry like kind of we were chatting about here. I think it's pretty fun to be in the shark infested waters of entertainment and then bringing them over and moving the trend to, you know, another industry. It's kind of fun to, to do. Well, the entertainers of the world get paid exponentially more than the educators of the world. And there's a reason <laughs> for that. And that is because it's people like pleasure. They like to enjoy themselves. And anytime we can inject the entertainment value of an event or just entertainment in general into what we're doing so that people not only benefit from what we have, but they enjoy the process along the way and we create a community, then even better. And that, that's one thing I've personally been trying to incorporate more and more is the entertainment value into this podcast. That's why we've got a little bit of music and Great. a lightning round on most episodes. And I always am looking for different ways to entertain. And I think that's it's a great background to have in here. And thanks so much for being on the show and talking about the process that you undertake from a very, very, very high level where you mentioned who's your target audience, how are you going to pre-brand, and how are you going to deliver on that experience. And I think when you got into the Ever After example with the camping and the water park being the differentiating features of this festival that's in other cities and then creating a voice around that, it not only creates a sense of community online leading up to it, but then also it translates to that same type of personality on the ground when you're at the event, and there's a lot of benefits from that. So real estate agents, real estate investors take that same approach, that three-step process. It's a very simple one, and apply it to a deal you're working on to find buyers, to find sellers, to find someone who is looking to invest with your deal, whatever it is. So thanks so much for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, Joe. Best ever listeners, Matt Bowles, who was a guest on episode 289. His company, Maverick Investor Group, has a special report just for you on how to avoid the seven biggest mistakes in real estate that investors make in the 2016 boom cycle. Get yours free at maverickinvestorgroup.com forward slash best ever. That's M-A-V-E-R-I-C-K investorgroup.com forward slash best ever.